G'day, mate. And uh, welcome back to My Beautiful Dark Listed Fantasy, a podcast where two friends and music enthusiasts, Alex and Dan, threw you off there, <laughs> faced off against the mighty editors at Rolling Stone magazine. Each week as we descend Rolling Stone's 100 greatest albums of the 2010s now, tapping into that Gen Z audience, we'll be reviewing, debating, and mostly disagreeing with the placement and or even inclusion of albums 100 down to one. The end of each ep, we'll be placing the album in question on our own personal lists, our beautiful dark lists, if you will. And hopefully, by the end of the series, we'll be able to stand back and reflect on two entirely different lists, consisting of the true the true top 100 albums of, of the, the 2010s. 2010s exactly mate um yeah and we encourage anyone listening to play at home um send us your lists if you can be asked we will read them because not many people will be sending in i wonder how many people um would bother like if they listen to this podcast then go and listen to the album god knows because we we spoil them with uh with, with clips don't we yeah we do make it easy for them we do we put the graft in and they uh, they leech off us but we do yeah. like you guys and give us a follow <laughs> on uh, mbdlf underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah, welcome back. Uh, how you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you? Good. You've uh, you changed the setup in the studio. It's looking very nice. It's feeling a lot more comfortable for me. Yeah. Uh, in the creaky chair. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, basically, we've been struggling for a number of weeks because we <laughs> haven't been engaging very well. But the recent boom uh, in an uptake in Nigeria has allowed me oh, to smash big, out. Oh, big! We won't, we won't, we won't forget about that. That was huge for us. It did cost us a fair few quid, but <laughs> <laughs> beyond that, yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I did. What? I did. I did ask. Um, well, anyway, should we move on? What's the what's, what's the, the album? album? That's not a good sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, this week it's Ultra Violence by Lana Del Rey, number 99th, according to Rolling Stone. On the list, it's her. It's a, officially her third album, because she actually released like basically a double album as her yeah, first. Was born to die and paradise, mm. and she released the very, paradise yeah, edition. I got confused by that because very similar covers. Yeah, she lumped them into one. I yeah. think like when they did like a re-release. Very River Island 09 T-shirt oh, covers. Oh my god, they are uh, aren't they? all of them. Yeah, all like them, um, a girl in sunglasses. Yeah, the, well, yeah, the, yeah. like impact. Yeah, font at the bottom. Square. As square. most albums are. <laughs> Famously, yeah. I've never seen like a round album no, that, apart that from all the old CD-ROMs, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Alex just quoting his new book that he bought. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm just reading up about the music industry, obviously. Uh, and podcast. So I bought a book that's 10 years old and uh, it's incredibly informative. <laughs> it's about um, streaming and how to get big. And the first word I read in it was CD-ROM. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how old they are. I've just read, a chapter, just read a chapter on the importance of lumping blockbuster <laughs> in the stock market. Uh, really interesting <laughs> read. Recommend it to anyone. Oh, yeah. Nice plug there. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's go on to the album. Uh, so we've got some context on this album. I'll start. Okay. Um, so originally, Ray. Script mode. Mrs. Ray. Yes. Lizzie Grant. Is that her name? Yes. Good research from you there. I didn't know that, but to be honest, it is it is kind of a made up name. When you think about it, you know? Yeah, it is. But yeah, she wasn't ever going to release this album, but of course she didn't stay true to what she said because she inevitably wanted money. <laughs> oh, uh, but she did she did release um, Ultra Violence eventually um, after saying that she didn't want to uh, release it. She didn't want to release. Incredible! Looking for the quotes. <laughs> 
uh, and I can't find it. <laughs> right, yeah. So this, I found the quote and it wasn't worth looking for. It was, uh, she told the press that she'd already said everything she wanted to say. Well, yeah, I heard a lot of, um, well, I read a lot of reviews of her. I went and listened to her previous album, the yeah. first album. Did you? Uh, not the Paradise one. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Start of interest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I quite liked it. You like video games? Of course. Can't that's like how it. I heard video games. Can't but not like it. That's how I, I first heard of her. Um, but yeah, they, they said a lot of the criticism on that one was that she ran out of things to say. Yeah. Like quite early on because she talks about these characters, the same reoccurring female character could be herself. The femme fatale. The femme fatale. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> she basically just has this toxic relationship with men. I'd and it got pretty boring. Um, and she still decided to persevere. And then she went on with this, album. which is pretty similar. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah, apparently darker though. Her darkest. Apparently darkest. Album <laughs> so far. Um, yeah, it is, it is more dark. Uh, and probably influenced by the producer. Dan Auerbach. The, the man himself from, uh, the Black Keys. from the Black Keys. Do you know much about the Black Keys? Not really, no. No, me either. Poor but from us. They are on the list, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they are. At some point. So we will encounter Dan Auerbach again. Um, one Very thing, popular. Um, I would say uh, about this was... So the, obviously the War on Drugs album that we looked at last week. Yeah. Yeah. That has got four stars according to the Rolling Stone review. When yeah. this was reviewed, it was given three and a half. <sighs> And it's ranked above. It's the, the lack of consistency. It really pisses me off on Rolling Stone. It's really annoying. Um, and How hard it does is it? make me think agenda, agenda, agenda. To quote Mark Goldbridge. Shout. Um, and so Shout I'm, I'm unsure as to why this album is placed above the one we previously listened to. Uh, we'll get into what I think about it. Obviously. Um, but should we go with thoughts before we press play? Yeah, let's play get on? into it. And the new, the new idea behind thoughts thoughts before we press play yeah i mean we, we'll talk about yeah we'll talk about our thoughts but at the end of that i think what we've decided to do is give one word each to sum to sum up how we feel about this album maybe how it left us feeling or how we thought listening to it you know what i mean um cool so my thoughts before we press play what i should want to ask you what was your opinion of lana uh, before going in um so you listen to her much no not really i like radio. video games yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my thoughts on Lana Del Rey, I always thought she was a bit of a poser. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I a think that is her vibes. persona, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know about video games, but the law behind video games? No, I don't. Well, basically, it's quite interesting. Go ahead. Uh, she had an album released called Lana Del Rey, um, a.k.a. Lizzie Grant. Right. And she put it on iTunes under a label, and it bombed. Uh, so she took it off. Um, yeah. Then she went into hiding. No one really heard of her still. And she went and worked with, uh, I can't remember who it was at the time. It's the, one of the members of Fun. You know, oh, with Nate um, Roos and... Um, Jack Antonoff. Yeah, Jack Antonoff, Jack Antonoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they wrote um, video games. Of course, Jack released Antonoff it, wrote that. Released it on, um, on YouTube yeah. under no label or anything. It just went viral. Everyone was like, who is this? Who is this? Yeah. Uh, uh, looks very homemade. Yeah. Um, the the sh uh, the, uh, the footage. Anyway, then images started coming out of her with like label industry leaders. And that she immediately got labeled like this industry, industry plant. plant. I'm getting oh. Claro vibes. Pretty, pretty girl Claro vibes. Claro wasn't the first ever industry plant. No. Yeah. She got ripped for it. They, they, she talks about it on this album a bit actually. About like, really? you were too dumb. 
People say you were too dumb to sing. Um, and she has a go at them, I think, on one of the tracks on here. Yeah, uh, she does. Fuck my way to the top. Something like no, that. no, it's Is not it that not? one. It's uh, Money, Power. Money, Power, Fame. That's it, yeah. Like hungry. That. Money, um, Power, Glory. That's it, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's quite interesting about her. Yeah, that I didn't know that. Jack I thought Antonoff, she was just standard. Professional simp and also dominant of the indie rock. Yeah. Uh, and any, anything sort of slightly alternative in the pop world, he seems to be behind. But Lana Del Rey was always like, for me, um, just someone who was so samey, who couldn't ever break out of a, of a mold that she'd set for herself. Right. What do you think of that mold? I think it's, uh, it's good for a song. Okay. It's not good for four albums. Okay. What about you? Um, but to be honest, like whenever I've heard her, it's been on the radio and or video games. Like Born to Die. Yeah, I mean, I was about fourteen. Remember looking at her, thinking, summertime, "God, she's hot." And uh, and this kind of slaps. And summertime sadness. Do you want a Grammy for that? Yeah, uh, the remix version. Genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, it won like best remix. Wait, who's the remix? Is it's it like David Cedric Guetta? Gervais? Oh no, never heard of him. Um, anyway, Blinder, Blinder from Cedric. Yeah, so my expectations were quite high because I'd liked what I'd heard from her. Yeah, and the the fact that this one was on the list. I thought, oh, so this is her magnum opus. This yeah, is her, like, yeah. showing what she can do. Um, obviously, Norman fucking Rockwell's further down the list um, at 32, which I knew. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was quite intrigued to see what she'd do because I, I expected, like, indie, noir, moany, yeah. but I thought maybe she'd, like, hone it. And when um, I was, I know I said, like, before, I don't know a lot about the Black Keys. But it's always yeah. good when there's, like, a producer outside the genre coming in to, like, spice something up. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, as far as I'm aware, she's kind of in her own lane. Like, yeah, she, she is, is. She was a refreshing sound. Like, maybe Marina in the Diamonds. <laughs> you could say Lord, kind of similar. Nah, I don't think so. I think... Like, that sort of, like, sounds like she's from the 60s. Quite a mature voice. Yeah, but I think the reason Lana Del Rey is so in her own lane, like, Lord's from New Zealand. Right. right. Very, Lana Del Rey's sound is very American. Everything she writes about is very American. Yeah. You know, it's like literally impend into her sound. Oh, it's so American. So you can West Coast it. Baby is the most yeah. American song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I think there isn't really anyone like her. Yeah. I don't think, I think, I think someone tried to copy her and they, they got shot down. Yeah. Well, we'll mention later. Well, I think there's um, multiple people actually. Yeah. Because I disagree with you. Omi? On, on that Lord Omi thing. He did that cheerleader song. Omi! <laughs> <laughs> His second release was very Lana Del Rey. Really? No. Oh, no. I actually, you actually sold me there. That is <laughs> awful. But yeah, I read somewhere that to enjoy this album, you have yeah. to really, like, put yourself in the position of her characters. Yeah. Um, and, like, just disassociate from the world around you. Or else you're just going to be like, what is this? And I really did try to do that. Anyway, yeah. let's go in. What's your, what's your, no, let's go in. Word? My word is drained. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with two words here. Okay, you allowed. You allowed. There's one. Bus lane. Bus lane. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see what that means we'll get later. Into it. Okay. Um, uh, should we go into track one? Right. Yeah. Cruel world. Now that you're gone. Get a little bit of bourbon in you. 
No features on this album, also noticed. No features really on most of her albums, which I admire. Bar, bar, bar Dummy Boy, <laughs> Playboy Carty and ASAP Rocky on the mic. Uh, and there was that tune with The Weeknd, Lust yeah, for Life. One, yeah. That went pretty big. I can't remember how it goes. It's not that catchy because I had to re-listen yeah. and I've already forgotten it. But it went pretty big. It was on the radio. Yeah, I, to be <laughs> honest, she's not really a feature. Like, she hasn't got the voice for a hook. I could see like a rap artist jumping on one of her tracks, though. Not, Maybe rather like than the other way around. Like, can, yeah, to be fair, I can see her working with Travis Scott, but I can see Travis Scott working with anyone. To yeah. so. True, true, true. Right, so I'll go, I'll go first, actually, mate. Yeah, go ahead. So the only other female pop album that we've really covered... We know that one. Infamous. On a, ser- a past series. Right, uh, yes. Red by yeah. Taylor Pop. If any of you have listened to the past series. Yeah. Um, now, that episode, we um, we played a game of Build a Boyfriend. Did we right. not? Right. Okay. Now, I was praying that I wouldn't be able to do that. Ever again. Ever again. Because it's such a... I didn't like to shove labels on it. It's just blanket. I don't want to repeat myself. We're better than that. But then 10 lines in, <laughs> uh, we get... You've got your Bible and you've got your gun. You yeah. like to party. You like to have fun. Now I'm seeing correlations with I with guess, um, yes. with Taylor's um, muse yeah. straight off the bat. Yeah, but a lot but, darker. But yeah. Oh, and then I thought I braced myself there because I thought if we're building the boyfriend off a Lana album and yeah. the way it's already started, what the hell are we going to conjure up? Some absolute demon. Yeah, it, it could be bad. Demons. It could be bad. It could be. It's almost like they don't exist. So, um, so on that point, sorry, mate. Yeah, go ahead. Just to finish that, I've been that off because I don't want to do that. But I'm okay. thinking what we could do is build a friend <laughs> because I think she desperately needs one. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, so, so as we go through this album, we're going to construct a some, friend, someone to help someone, her. Someone that Lana needs. Yes, I think. Right. Okay, okay. That's what I think. Well, let's start out with, uh, with Cruel World on this one. Yeah. Um, very dark opening. The longest track on the album. We've got some washed out reverby guitars. Sounds dark, but it's poppy. You know, it's, got, it's got it's those hard. poppy chords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Max Martin sat down and, <laughs> and, and some Max chords is everywhere. And did it on like a, like a glitzy synthesizer and they decided to stick it with some dark guitars. Either way, it suits the track, yep. I think. Very nostalgic one. Like uh, a lot of her stuff, I think. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. She sounds like she's dying. Oh, sorry. It sounds like she's dying. Um, oh, that's dark. And, and is it? Uh, in the first track, yeah, I'd say it is. But when you're four tracks deep and you're still you're going in that, that sort of wail, that sort of help me wail, uh, I, I just started to, it started to grow. Kind well, of she's older. got a lot of criticism from artists like Lord. Yeah. Uh, in particular, Ooh. for being this anti-feminist figure. Right. Uh, I can see why. I've got quotes here, and so can I. And look, it was my opinion that she can say what the hell she wants. Yeah, yeah I don't 100%. give a shit. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna, you just... are a man though. No, yeah, but I've got no right. But <laughs> um, as someone who has an opinion, <laughs> I do think that she can do what the hell she wants, and so people Go can ahead. say what they want, but it shouldn't really affect what she does. Uh, what Lord said in 2013 was, "She's a great, she's great." But I listened to that Lana Del Rey record, and the whole time I was just thinking, it's so unhealthy for young girls. To be listening to this, you know. Um, Instead, you should be listening to uh, <laughs> tennis. You want to be royals? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about Lord's music. I don't know whether she has a particularly strong feminine message. I think uh, 
Oh yeah, well, no, I'm not trying to get into that anyway. No, no, I'm just saying not. it's quite. I can understand where she's coming I from. I completely though. understand where she's coming from, but you know, a lot of these stories they're quite surreal. They're quite. They don't seem real. No, they're all theatrical. They're, they're all so theatrical, yeah. and they're also they're also set against this like backdrop of like 1950s America. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so obviously all those like tropes of like the American dream and the wife staying at home, and she pulls on them so much. Yeah, um, they're obviously going to come into it. And they're all just kind of a part of the image she tries to conjure. I don't think she's particularly um, misinformative about her own experience. I mean, we don't know, do we? I think there's a lot of honesty in her lyrics. Like, yeah. we'll get into this later. We're on a track one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think she, she does talk about herself or her characters. They all seem to blend into one Yeah, um, a lot. And a lot of the relationships she's in are toxic as hell. It sounds like. 100%. And uh, yeah, so I can see where Lord was coming on, but we, she strikes back at Lord later on, mate. Just you wait. Hold um, on, I was, I was turned down by 10 dB, so... Uh, and we go again. And we go. Alex is louder now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound so much better now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, got some lyrics here. For the builder friend. Go ahead. So, um, put my little red dress on. Everybody knows that I'm a mess. Straight off, we know she's a mess. Right. I'm thinking we need someone grounded. She's talking about the suburbs in this one, I think. Right. Um, you're dancing circles around me. That's talking about the boy, right? Yeah. I think we need a girl who is love, fun. May No, just maybe a, anyone. Anyone, Alex, put me on the spot. Get me cancelled there. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm See, thinking a fun reason, friend. I didn't mean to cancel you there, but the, this friend that I'm imagining here uh, for Lana Del Rey is a man. Okay, yes. A lot of the You're people, she, that. she doesn't mention women. Barely. Ever. Does barely. she have any female friends? We don't that's know. That's what I'm questioning. We don't know. Oh, I see. Yeah, Maybe that's what, what I'm questioning. Maybe anyway. what she needs. Yeah, but sonically, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll use that more later on. Um, yeah, sonically on this one for me, obvious influence of the uh, Black Keys guy. Should yeah, know his yeah. name. <laughs> Our back. Um, he's called. Um, yeah, other than that, I thought it was pretty drab, to be honest. Yeah, it's long. I didn't really enjoy long. it. I didn't really enjoy it listening to it. Um, but it was the intro. So I was like, we move. One thing I would say about this is that this was around a time where like this phrase just seemed to appear on Tumblr, aesthetic. And I'm sure it, <laughs> I'm sure it like sort yeah. of coincided with Lana Del Rey's music and also the release of certain extra, extra small t-shirts and Top Man. But... Oh yeah. Um, one thing throughout this album, it always feels like um, sort of like an aesthetic touch rather than an actual song. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? It's, no, like, no, I it's almost like so. Like when the kids come in singing in the second chorus, or it might not be kids, but it sounds like okay, kids yeah. singing. It's almost like a like um, like uh, what? I can't think of the word. Indeed. What's the word? You know the word. Accoutrement. No, just like what's a nursery rhyme? Okay. Sounds like a kid singing like a nursery rhyme, but it's set against this like really dark background, and it's just a bit like cool aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. You know okay. what I mean? You know what I mean? feel like that's what they got the people meant when they were like, "You've got to lose yourself in these songs. You can't go in as like a normal person. You've got to yeah. put yourself in her world." Well, she uh, does create really this, in, this world. She I does think, create a world. In yeah. This one, it's just. Um, you kind of stumble through this world as though you've had a bit too many to drink and you kind of like can't really see what's going on, if you know what I mean. I think, we'll end, of... I think we'll end it on that. <laughs> uh, also, I wasn't sure about the mix on this one, but we'll move on. It's you never most, like the mix. My notes are okay, mostly valid. Track two. <laughs> Ultraviolence. We were, we were
title track. Uh, what do you think of this one? Uh, so this is apparently a track about a cult leader in the US. Madness. You've Absolutely clearly been uh, reading it. Genius. And the genius. first thing I thought about that was... Oh, that's dope. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, I didn't pretty realize, mad. like someone in the charts wrote about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but she does. And um, doesn't mean I can remember how it goes. <laughs> oh, uh, that's but, harsh. But I tell you what, the some of the lyrics were really interesting. I thought I thought the opening was kind of nice, like the kind of weirdy strings. Yeah. Um, and I also felt like it really opened up a few interpretations of what we thought about the uh, the title. Now I read a few, of course, on Genius of as course, we do, of course. But it's interesting stuff, and I think the audience, if you haven't heard this song or even the album, we're going to give you some info here because this song is actually really interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I think. Uh, just quickly on ultra violence, uh, I kind of I read the genius. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> that was that was. It didn't explain what it meant. No, though. I just it said the words. Yeah, I know, but it's just it's <laughs> it's in there. They're like it's in Clockwork Orange, but they never actually explain what it meant. Well, I think what that does mean is that, and she just does a lot of it on the album. Yeah, she's a lot of references to literature. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Lolita, so much. It's uh, almost Roman like she's Juliet. trying to. Uh, like bite back at the critics who said she was too dumb. Possibly, to be, possibly. Like, because there's so many literary references in this. Yeah. And um, I think uh, for me, the ultraviolet, ultraviolence thing yeah. going on, I think, uh, I think it's representative of a relationship. Okay. And how ultraviolet can give you a sort of instant gratification of a tan. And we know that she loves being on the beach. And being close to the coast. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. But in the long term, it'll kill you. <sighs> well, hit it again. Come on, Murray. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. <laughs> that's so much of a delay on the. Yeah, that is awful sound. delay. That was that was pretty great for you, mate. Uh, cheers. Is that that's original, isn't it? That is original. Uh, I think that that could work very well, actually. Yeah. Well, have you got any? Um, my right. interpretation of it, nothing that deep, to be honest. Um, I was just impressed with the the songwriting on this one. Yeah, uh, her lyricism is next the, level. The story on this one. Yeah, so um, apparently she well not apparently she was she had a severe um, alcohol problem when she was in like her late teens. Yeah, and she joined a alcohol alcoholic anonymous group called Atlantic Group. Uh, turns out they're a cult and they've got a leader called Jim, who she sings about on this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a quick one on that. Interject. Um, yeah, sorry to interject. She went sober at 18. So yeah, this so is, young. Yeah. This is really young. What, where are her parents? Sorry, shout she, out to well, she, Her relationship parents. with her mother apparently really uh, really um, strained. And oh, her dad oh. hadn't seen her for six years um, when he walked in recording her first album. I see. So yeah, estranged, estranged is the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I don't think it got on. Uh, she went to, she studied metaphysics. Um, what? At, uh, at uni. Do you yeah. know at uni? No, it was America somewhere. Right. Um, that's what I do know. And so I don't think she immediately went Is into it Russell music. Group? <laughs> Fucking hope so. Um, yeah, so we could probably have a great chat, actually. Uh, <laughs> Canton. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, British Empiricism movement. Um, name drop. Right, yeah, so the song... Yeah, so I'll continue. Um, turns out that this gym bloke uh, was an abusive bellend. And she's singing about him in this. Uh, and she sort of um, merges a relationship of some sort of masochistic desires about getting 
beaten up by her, getting pleasure from that. The lyrics are, and these lyrics, you can, de- this is just, uh, I think it's the chorus. And it's, yeah. it's brilliant, uh, in my opinion. And it's, this is it. I can hear sirens, sirens, uh, sirens, that is. He hit me and it felt like a kiss. I can hear violins, violins. Um, give me out all of that ultraviolence. Um, beautiful. I and butchered that. As butchered well. that. Um, it's almost sung like Lana in the way that she sort <laughs> of slurs and stutters over her words. Oh, don't say slur. Uh, she's she's quit. Um, oh, sorry, Jim, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's so many ways you can go with this. Uh, I can hear sirens, sirens. I'll probably steal these from what you were going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously there's the siren, sirens. Like when you're, you're hit, you get that ringing in your ear, the tinnitus. Right, I didn't, um, I didn't know that one. Yeah. yeah uh, also, that could also be that I can hear violins, violins. Yeah, I get and, that constantly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, also, the author of Lolita. Uh, what's his name? Novabak? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Nabokov. Yeah. He also notices that they're homophobic. Um, the words uh, violins and violins. Violence and violins. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. used that a lot. Um, and so she's referencing that. It's really, really clever. I'm butchering I, what I'm trying yeah, to say no, here. I, I get what you're saying. Um, and uh, yeah, he hit me. It felt like a kiss. Obviously, the masochism. Also, she's relating to, could be referencing sirens. Uh, the Greek mythological creatures yeah. that uh, lured people to their doom uh, with it's their voice. It's just very well... It's just you can lyric. dissect these for days and it's brilliant. Yeah, well, I'll t- my my dissection of uh, this this track is goes as far as I thought Jim was a reference to Jim Bean, the kind of whiskey, <laughs> until I read the genius analysis because I knew she had to struggle with alcohol after the first track and I was like, is this about her relationship Jim with Bean. alcohol? Jim Bean, no, that kind of makes sense. And yeah. I think she might have. Laughing there off, is sort but... of like a double... Uh, it's a triple even triple message this uh, Jim is this man uh, who has a control over but he, she also has this love-hate relationship with alcohol mm, true. and that's the kind of thing that, that's the reason she's there in the first place like she says um, he calls me DN deadly nightshade yeah um, which is it's something to use to treat alcohol but it also causes delirium yeah, that's Very really cool. So yeah, apparently her ex-boyfriend actually that was his nick- her nickname for her. His nickname for her. Um, yeah. If that if the is, she's talking about herself, that is, I think in an interview she'd said it. Um, also, did you notice that Jim? Yeah. Could also be a reference to, um, Jim Jones. Oh. The leader the of cultist, the Jonestown, yeah. the cultist yeah. Jonestown massacre. Uh, and for people that don't know that home, Jim was the uh, mental leader of the Jonestown movement. Uh, and uh, the phrase to sip the Kool-Aid originates yeah. from that. Uh, it was the biggest where he convinced women and children and men to move with him uh, to a town. I think it was in like South Africa. No, I think South it, was, it was in America. Somewhere in America anyway. Yeah. Um, and it would be America, yeah, because it was the second, it was the, it was the single largest loss of life until 9-11 yeah. in America. So yeah, that's a triple, triple entendre there. If you mean Jim Bean, Jim, the actual cultist, and Jim Jones. Jesus Christ. So yeah, I mean, these lyrics are right. really good. And her songwriting at times is it's next level. Yeah, it's mental, but it's just a shame because like I feel like the song isn't good. I think it's okay, actually. It's all right, but it sounds like, you know when you're scrolling through uh, like Netflix and you and it, it just starts playing something without you? Yeah, I can see that. And, and it looks like the, one, like the trailer track. Yes. To a sort of thriller where they're like... She's got very trailer tracking music. And she disappeared. Yeah. And we didn't know what, what happened to her. And then it's got like this kind of trailery sort of cinematic effect. 
I feel like we get that from a lot of the tracks. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, the the, uh, the chorus, uh, people are saying it's catchy. I don't think it's particularly catchy. No. But I think it was it was nice. It was a nice uh, hook. Like, yeah. It was pleasing on the ear, but I, don't, I won't remember it the next day, which is a shame because I think the lyrics were brilliant. Yeah, definitely interesting lyrics. Let's move on. Interesting next story. One. Shades of Cool. Yeah, what do you think of this one, mate? Well, uh, I got. I, yeah. If we're talking about the the friend builder here, okay, yeah. He's wearing a nice suit. Oh yeah, right. It's nineteen fifties. She loves that. The sun's out, and he's just picked up a newspaper from a local store. Pack of cigs. Pack of cigs. Um, he he hum he mumbles a racist slur. As he, oh, past, as he walks past a black man. <laughs> it is the 50s after all. It is, um, it is. She, she would love to live in the 50s. Yeah, because this one, I mean, it, like, I'm pretty sure in the genius analysis has got a picture of James Dean because literally, <laughs> they, she literally just paints out like the classic uh, 50s American hero in the intro. Yep. She's like, my baby lives in shades of blue, blue eyes and jazz and attitude. He lives in California too. He drives a Chevy Malibu. <sighs> and when he calls, he calls for me, not you. He lives for love. He loves Come his on, drugs. Murray. He loves his baby he too. He loves his baby too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the muses are basically the same person. Yeah. Fifties uh, yeah. man, uh, probably slightly deranged. Yeah, do you got know money. who it is? He's got money. Do you know who it is? Who? Uh, I read it James was Dean. Robin Williams. Sorry? She had a relationship with Robin Williams. She had it. Did she no, actually? No, I just wanted to start that rumor. We haven't got a big enough standing. <laughs> we haven't got a big enough standing in that the podcast not, injury. You see that in an article industry. somewhere? It might be in like Match of the Day mag. Yeah, I think I saw it in Celeb Jihad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that that's not true. Uh, but she definitely describes Robin Williams as in this opening. He's just very. Uh, um, a traditional American hero. Yes. Uh, I don't know what you're doing with that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, and I think this is, it's quite an interesting time to bring up, bring in what Lord said here. Okay. About um, how she portrays women, how she's not a, a great figure for feminism. Uh, one thing that is constant throughout this album is the relationship she has with her men. She almost talks like she has this control over them, but they, ultimately have the control. I don't, yeah, her. I think in the end, she's never the one in control. No. And uh, the way he says, she says like, he lives for love, he loves his drugs, he loves his baby too. The fact that she's secondary Third, after. Well, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah uh, simple numeracy there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. And I, it's, it's a theme that we'll keep seeing over and over again about, you think maybe she's going to break free of the man. Yeah. But she never really does. And yeah, I can see how any feminist listening to this would be quite dis disappointed by it, by it, especially as it's her third album. Maybe her fans as well. 
they're like they they they're probably wanting her to break free like they love her yeah and she never does it but again that brings new authenticity she's not lying about it and it also brings new albums <sighs> so it's that worth it in the end it's cynical it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does though it does um yeah i i quite like this one especially because uh it's a slow burner and then yeah. it comes in the crescendo it has that sort of like james bond theme guitar definitely yeah. from albach um well, that was one thing that Rolling Stone said. They were like, uh, this sounds say? like James Bond was directed by Quentin Tarantino. Did they say that? Which I thought was a bit overdramatic. <laughs> but I do get... It's not that That sounds good. sick. <laughs> um, yeah, and to be honest, I was loving it. I was like, yes, a little bit of injection of something else other than her voice. Yeah. Uh, a little did I know that that satisfaction would be the last time we really got <laughs> that, uh, which was a shame. But yeah... Uh, I recommend this track, to be fair. Um, I was impressed with her vocal range as well. Um, I think yep. she, she she displayed seriously high falsettos on this bad boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get that. Um, uh, sound get bite. Sound bite. Yeah. 100%. Uh, um, let's move on from this one. Yeah, and, cool. Uh, move on to Brooklyn Baby. This one's going to be fun. <laughs> There's a oh. lot of controversy on this one. Uh, just a quick one on the uh, the opening of this. It starts off, ta-da, 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 ta-da. <laughs> she sings like this sort of uh, thing. And then I noticed there was a genius annotation on this. Genius. Yeah. Genius. And it was. It just says, from one <laughs> contributor, musical notes. And it has 168 upvotes. What was it? Uh, musical notes. That's all oh, it so says. Oh. Someone's 160 just votes, you say? 160 upvotes. <laughs> um, and what? and someone's just put, I'm going to upvote this because this is incredibly original. That's funny. Uh, I like Lana Del Rey fans. It's brilliant. You know what? <laughs> if that's their humour, I like that. They get yeah. one a pod. Uh, yeah, let's get one on for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, do we know any? Definitely. Oh, I don't know. I, I, did, I, I came, feel like I it's a, a guilty pleasure. I put a feeler out See if anyone fancy coming on for this. Yeah. Didn't know, I don't really know any fans. No one's like, yeah, I'm a, I think it's kind of an American... Uh, yeah. Standing like fan rural, base, rural America. Yeah, it really struck. No, it seems like striking a chord with that many girls uh, over here. That's an absolute guess, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just don't know any what's girls. Your, what's your uh, beef? Oh, what's your beef with this one? My beef. Well, you said the that this you? is going to be. Sorry, <laughs> who is this? Um, <laughs> yeah, my beef with it. Well, yeah. I think it's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do fancy her a lot. Um, yeah, the um, the lyrics, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of controversy there because no one... Listen to this. You think it's got to be satire. Yeah. If it's not, then... Oh, God, it's cringe. Yeah, what? This sounds too young to love And I'll you. read the, the lyrics in particular I'm talking about. Go on. Well, my boyfriend's in a band. He plays guitar while I sing Lou Reed. I've got feathers in my hair. I get down to beat poetry. And my <laughs> jazz collection's rare. Yes! Uh... <laughs> 
I can play most anything. I'm a Brooklyn baby. I'm not joking. I read this and I was like, this has got to be one of the most millennial choruses ever she written. She is like, living the millennial life here, yeah, isn't she? Like, I mean, the dream Brooklyn baby life. Yeah, like the, as soon as she dropped the vinyl collection, <laughs> I already knew that, that. Well, to be honest, I was surprised that uh, a note about her coffee collection wasn't next. Yeah. Like, it was just going down that line. Smoothie bowls uh, yeah. under the moonlight. <laughs> my smoothie bowl. My smoothie bowl. It's my love language. Um, yeah, I think beat poetry got is me. Is her love language. Beat poetry. Poetry. Uh, uh, do you know you're familiar with beat yeah, poetry? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit you familiar. Uh, Allen Ginsberg. Yes, the yes. Goat, yes. Famously. I feel like... Um, if we're nothing on this podcast, we we are historians. And uh, we <laughs> also have Jack Kurokak. Jack Kerouac. Kerouac. And William Burroughs. I don't know much about William Burroughs. You idiot. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I would say about this is apparently Lou Reed... The reason he's mentioning this song is because he was meant to do a track with Lana Del Rey, but he died on the way. That's mad. On the way? On the, on well, the way I, there. On, the way like, it was phrased on Genius was like he was died almost like imminently. As yeah, he I think he was the same year. Yeah. <sighs> um, that sucks. And you can tell, cause, um, not to cut you off, but on the, the second chorus or the third altered chorus, actually, yeah. you hear the man's voice uh, on it. No. Like overlaid over hers. I assume that was meant to be Lou Reed. But they has, just... he, has he done like a, you know, on that oh, um, post-mortem on Scorpion, like on Scorpion when they get Michael, <gasps> Michael Jackson, Jackson. And oh. it's so like glitchy and weird. They've got like Lou Reed. Like, it could be, I can't tell. Satellite's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was probably Max Martin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Lou, we're just going to stick you through auto-tune. Is yeah. that all right? Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, don't I'm worry. getting heavy also on those lyrics. I'm getting heavy... Elevator, 500 Days of Summer vibes. Uh, oh, you listen to Lou Reed? I love Lou Reed. Pulls out Alan Ginsberg poetry. <laughs> On vinyl. <laughs> that's, perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Alan Ginsberg. On vinyl. Spoken word beat poetry <laughs> on vinyl over, over techno beats. Yeah. Made by Morrissey of the Smiths. Um, yeah. Um, Ooh, I want that. That oh. sounds real dope. Sounds real dope. Sounds attractive. Um, I think this was a bit try hard. It's horribly try hard, and what I th- sorry, mate, I would cut you off again. No, no, you didn't. I was that was a, that was a premise for you to talk. Yeah, about. no, just because I think that where she must have lost her people, and she she didn't lose me at this point, but I come back to it, and I thought she kind of lost me there. Um, yeah, it was like she doesn't ever. If it is a joke, there's no punchline. No, it's so deadpan. Yeah, and and it kind of suits her delivery as well because it's incredibly deadpan. There's no, like, it sounds satirical, but there's no real evidence of it being that, uh, which is a worry. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's a worry. It could just it ge- be like, it keeps you hurt. anxious listening to this album. It's, <laughs> it's like, can I, can I commit to this? Or can you is- clarify for us? Were you, <laughs> that's, like, yeah, that's not what I want. If, if you were talking to like uh, Lana Del Rey and, and this was like one of your favorite songs and you're like, this, this song just touched me. And she's like, it's a fucking You're a joke. horrible person. It's a joke. <laughs> It breaks your heart. Just it spits on them. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking the piss out of people like you. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, one thing I would say, it's uh, carries through of the sound that the American, like utterly disgustingly sickly American references. Yeah. Like Brooklyn Baby. It sounds like, um, yeah. it sounds like an the ad. alliteration. It sounds like an ad to travel to Brooklyn in like the 70s. It or does. Something. Like you can see it on like a blown up pop art poster somewhere. Um, in so, some millennial household yeah. above a record player with a jazz collection. Yeah, I reckon loads of girls have got 
the cover of Brooklyn Baby unironically on their wall. 100%. Little did they know. Well, it might not be stuck. Anyway, sonically? Did Sonically, sonically, it was again just a bit boring. I felt. I thought that the okay, okay. I don't disagree with you too much. One of my favorite, one of my more. Um, so yeah, I, prefer, I like this song. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> you outed yourself oh, as as one of those people. No, I mean sonically. Oh, sonically. sonically. Oh, Ignore right. the lyrics. Uh, right. Make yeah, sure the, you tell her that. They had that a... guitar, that sort of plucked guitar riff the whole yeah, way through. Yeah, yeah. Kept me engaged, and it, uh, it kind of stayed in my head. Um, yeah. Not as much as the next track. But yeah, I liked I liked the the sound of this and uh, the rhythm of it. Yeah, uh, let's should we go on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, sure. West Coast. Down on the West Coast, I get this feeling like it all could happen. That's why I'm leaving you for the moment. You for the moment, boy blue. Uh, yeah. Got me bloody boogie in this one, didn't it? It's not hard to see why this is the most popular. Yeah, because it's listenable. It is not, listenable. Well, yeah. I think it is. It's yeah, in my it head is. still. It is. I was singing it when I came today. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go then. Um, I th- I think... Um, I hadn't heard... Have you heard this, by the way? No. Weird, because it's quite big and it's is quite it? catchy. I thought I would have heard it on the radio. Yeah, I th- I think it's the changing up of time signatures isn't very radio friendly. Fair enough. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. Um, again, still keeps that dark feel, but it's a bit more upbeat. Clearly reading off a script here. <laughs> uh, oh, genuinely, one thing I noted at this point, it feels like I'm permanently in a cologne advert. Or you're in a Hollister shop. Yeah. That's where you are. Yeah, I'm or in a Hollister not. shop. The, the scent is almost so sickly that it's going to make me like throw out my five guys I've just had. <laughs> yes, um, you're in Birmingham. You're in Birmingham. Yep. You just be Hollister, Abercrombie and Fitch, Don. Yeah, and yeah. you stare at a horribly saturated pink polo with a with a red <laughs> eagle on it and you're like, I want this. <laughs> and this song comes on and uh, it stays with you. It's one of the more catchier songs. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. And I also like the way that it kind of switches up. I think this comes... Uh, this is the first time her songwriting kind of leaked into the like sonic elements. Yeah, of the, the, track. the lyrics, like yeah. um, the way that like she like switches it up and it goes to like this really like swung uh, chorus. Yeah, and she's singing. Um, what she's singing now. Yeah, on that point, though, I like the way the guitar, like at the end of the the singy bit, the more um, melodic, yeah, like, yeah. they get rid of the drums and the guitar. Like the guitar comes in so organically again, you almost forget it was gone. Like yeah. it's just there again. You're back in the groove. I thought that was really good. Whoever yeah, designed it's that, just kind of like, uh, yeah, designed moves, it. Moves that nice. <laughs> the design, sound, sound design, sound design. Is incredible. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What I was gonna say is uh, the way um... oh, again. Uh, she's, it starts <laughs> swinging. The track, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like seeing her baby swinging with a Parliament cigarette in hand. I and love those get, lyrics as well. Yeah, same. Get into that in a minute, but same. It's kind of like you almost want to be the man. 
and um and obviously it almost feels like when she's going into that swung part it's almost like she's pissed again <laughs> oh my god no leave her alone no yeah god that wasn't like me being like i know i only won you up the go way on. i was saying it was like she's looking back at a sort of a hazy drunken memory yeah of when she was 17 walking around with some older bloke yeah and he's smoking and uh they're having a great time together yeah unreal uh on those lyrics uh it was yeah. i can see my baby swinging his parliament's on fire and his hands are up uh on the balcony i'm singing Oh, baby, baby, I'm in love. That was nice. Uh, <laughs> really well sung. And, yeah, and some spoke. of the dissections on that were about... So, well, I thought of it was, like, a building's on fire, you've got your hands up, you're screaming, you're worried. Yeah. Parliament is also the name of a cigarette. Who's lighting that, it's on yeah. fire. Um, on the balcony I'm singing, apparently was a reference to Romeo and Juliet, and also a past love where she would do the same with a guy. Again, these lyrics are dissectable in, like, more than one way. Yeah. There's multiple yeah. avenues for you yeah. to take them, which is, which is, I'm looking for that. Um, <laughs> which is why it's already 10 times better than red. Uh, <laughs> I hate to go back there. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I mean, the li- she keeps the lyrics quite simple though, like what the song is about. Yeah. So it's quite, it's quite uh, like an approachable, I don't know, like, uh, I could see it on the radio. Yeah. Uh, which I'm surprised I haven't. Like yeah. I, said earlier. I, I think one thing as well, we need to add to the, to the spine of this podcast about the friend. Oh, of course. Um, of course. They've got to be clean cut. They've got to be clean edge. Oh yeah, straight edge, straight oh, no, edge, straight edge. Sorry, yep. straight edge. That's vegan. Are we saying vegan as well? Vegan. But they've also got to be fun because she clearly needs entertaining. It's basically me. Um, in the way that they, or she's surrounded with all these incredibly um, vibrant these vi- figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely needs entertaining. So this guy, I'm picturing guy slash girl. You know, one of those things that people wear when they're traveling. You know, like those multicolored like sweaters. Not not beanies. To, to, a tie-dye. Tie-dye, yes. He's got a tie-dye hoodie on. He's clean edge. He can do both, though. He's microdosing, though. Yes. And um, and also, a lot of these people she's writing about, they've, they're have they in love with their vices. They always go back to them. Yeah. Alcohol, drugs. Get rid of that. Yeah. His friend. It'll be a relief for her. So she can go back. I've seen her. She smokes a lot. Maybe she needs a break. Maybe get some influence from her. I'm not telling her to live her life, but this is just conjecture. Yeah, I a think... A bit of fun. <laughs> I, I'm painting out an image right now, and I'm, what are you I'm seeing? Main strokes are painting out a bald man who runs a podcast, which is worldwide. Oh Joe, my god, Joe fucking Rogan! Forget <laughs> Norman fucking Rockwell, the gorilla himself. It's Joe fucking Rogan. <laughs> um, What's up, freak bitches? Oh, that's dope. <laughs> we need to get a Rogan soundbite. We need to get Rogan on this. Um, right next. <laughs> Not track. after this episode. Uh, yeah, six. Sad girl. Yeah. Yeah, this one, uh, <laughs> for me, didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a bad and she's a sad girl on this. And boy, does she want you to know it. 
Yeah. Um, I counted manually uh, by hand the amount of times she said she was a sad girl or bad girl. It was 36. Yeah. She squoze it in in the, in the five minute runtime. Uh, squeezed. That's, uh, that's it's a incredible. Lot. It's a that's lot. It's incredible. I mean, it sort of reminds me of Stay, Stay, Stay. <laughs> uh, in the way, it's one of the weaker elements of the track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, one of the weaker elements of the album. And this really is sort of like the pinnacle of what I mean. She could frustrate feminists or even her own fans <laughs> because she's just saying how sad she is. I mean, again, it's yeah. honest and raw, but there's never any release from it, really. I don't know. What did you think? Um, I felt it was one of the low points in the album. I was kind of waiting for a Bonnie and Clyde reference. It was it was sort of inevitable from the first track. Yep. And uh, we only had to wait six tracks to get it. <laughs> but we did get it in the end. Um, uh, another toxic relationship with another bad boy. I'll tell you what. Joe Rogan's a happily married man and he's, happy to, <laughs> and he's definitely not going to cheat on uh, his wife with Lana Del Rey because he's a committed man. So I definitely think that he fills that, fills that spot. Yeah, and do you right think now. the friend has money? Well, Joe Rogan does have money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he necessarily needs it though. No, I think he has money, but he doesn't, you, don't, you can't tell. No, no, you exactly. Can't tell. He's so humble. Yeah. God, so I humble. want to meet this person. They yeah. sound fucking amazing. Get us on, Joe. Uh, uh, no, 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 Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. what else was I going to say about this? I was saying it's it kind of fits in with the rest of her, like uh, the songs on the previous albums, like Born to Die, Ride, Summertime Sadness, Yeah, Depressed Girl, Can't Get Out of a Toxic Relationship, Still Can't. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't really have too much stuff to say think, about it. Yeah. Should we say what the song's about, actually? Yeah, go on. It's basically about, she's singing from the perspective of, uh, of, uh, of uh, the girl, the third girl. Which she does again on the final yeah, track. Yeah, she does on the final track. Um, yeah. Basically, she's the side chick, basically, and she's really sad about it. She gets moments of pleasure when they meet up and they have sex, or she buys him something nice, but ultimately she's sad, and she's bad. <laughs> and that is the kind of insight you get <laughs> weekly on MBDLF. Next, we've got Pretty When You Cry. Track seven. I don't need that. Now, I've not seen an improvisation as good as this ever since that cypher with Lil Yachty, uh, (laughs) Lil Uzi Vert. Triple XL, freshman 2016 class. That's the one. Incredible. Nothing beats that, though. Uh, No, no. Nothing does beat that. I'm not being ironic. Sorry, I just gave Alex a very stern look because I love that. It's incredible. (laughs) Um, If this was made in one take. Stream of consciousness, apparently. Yeah, it's incredible if it was. I mean, it's, it's one of the weaker tracks, but... One of the weaker tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we are self-aware here. I know I'm being highly critical of her, and I have no right to be, but because uh, I could, I can do something like this. No, it's br- I think it's brilliant, really. Um, but I, it's I not would the say best track. This is the most Lana Del Rey type beat on the album. Type beat. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking Lana Del Rey type beat. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, I reckon they walk into the studio every day and like 
she she's like as long as she got the guitar player who knows the chord she likes yeah he could sit down and play whatever and she could just like start moaning over the top of it the way she does and yeah. it would be a lana del rey yeah, type you're right, it, it could would. just be a lana del rey her song. voice alone is so unique in fairness it is yeah literally whatever she does is lana del type b yeah yeah um lana rel i think i said lana rel, <laughs> lana rel. um yeah this one reading the lyrics on this one uh very sad supposedly she went into the studio as we were saying and just played this one take yeah you can hear it if you listen to it uh please do it's very raw she obviously doesn't hit the notes perfectly um but she freestyles these great lyrics really and again it's more of the same it's don't say you need me when you leave me you leave me again i'm stronger than all my men except for you uh don't say you sorry Oh, it's so beautifully read. Yeah. Anyway, it's just getting sad reading that because again, <laughs> she's a sad girl, and again, she can't quite escape. Very much open therapy session of a track. Yeah, hundred percent. But right now, I'm thinking we get her on Tinder and and grinder something. Find that, her that friend. When you said that, it did make me think back to that scene in Goodwill Hunting. Hold on. With just Robin Williams as the therapist. <gasps> on the door. And. Now I'm, Joe Rogan's to favorite together, film. now I'm starting to put together the pieces about her relationship with Robin Williams. He could have been the one for her. I'm, I wish. I'm going away from Joe Rogan and I'm moving towards Robin, Robin Williams. I mean, honestly, I'd love to be friends with more Robin. Joe, I think Joe, Joe intimidates me. Joe intimidates <laughs> me as well. I think Joe, Joe wouldn't be afraid to speak his mind when you've had one too many. Yeah. And it's that, healthy, though. That w- it's healthy, but no one wants to hear it, Joe. <laughs> uh, whereas Robin Williams would be there with you throughout the night. 100%. Um, right, anything else on that one? No, I think we should move on to the next one. I'm quite, I was quite impressed with it, I will say that. Yeah, I was she impressed. Was, she chose to leave it in as well, in the middle of the album. Not, not just leave it in, but just include it, because she could have saved it for later and re-recorded it. Very, um, very, raw. very insightful, incredibly raw. Yeah, and next like, one. Yeah, uh, I was getting so, a... Uh, I was going to say that. <laughs> I'm so eager because the next one's my favorite track. Okay, okay. Uh, and I was going to say that I think she gets done a lot, or she gets criticized, done, that's horrid, uh, for being inauthentic yeah. because she has this character that she builds and she got caught out with the industry plan. Yeah, <laughs> big time, big But time. I think she is this juxtaposed um, sort of singer and pop star because she, she's so authentic, but is it really her? Yeah, I think it's a really well played character. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. Um, I mean, she does seem to think it's just, it is actually her. Yeah, maybe maybe she, I don't know. We, you know, that's why you, it's so interesting. It's really, it's, it's a really interesting. Giving her a lot yeah. of credit. I mean, for she it. outs a lot of people in. I, I don't know if it's a trap before this or afterwards. <laughs> right, like everyone who like pretends to like art. Okay. And she'd said in an interview like Brooklyn Babies. Oh, yeah, I think it is that one. Probably. Just like I've been around everyone. I've literally not met a single person in the world yet who actually likes art. Oh, shit. Uh, which was a bit like... It's a bit pretentious. Up. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Get off your high I horse. I don't know. I uh, don't know. Maybe she does believe she is that character. And if she does, and I guess she just is that character. Indeed. Anyone. Next one. Money, Money power, power, glory. freedom comes from the But that's not what this bitch wants. Not what I want at all. I want money, power, and glory. I want money and all your power. I 
It's a fave for me. Make a book of glory. Oh, that's dope. Oh, 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 for yesterday. What the hell was that? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm yesterdaying this one. So why, why, why? Open the logic profile and delete it. Delete it. I fucking hate this song. Oh, really? I fucking hate it. It's so bad. <laughs> so what was your reason again? I just went over my head. So you yesterday it to delete I yes, it. I yesterday did. So I get the logic profile. Just open it up and delete it. <laughs> oh, my um, God. It's one of the weaker tracks for me. <laughs> you uh, hate it. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> Go on. Well, I just <laughs> thought it was no, just so boring. It was so boring. Obviously, it's about this, like, um, it's about this relationship sh- that she had with the labels and like uh, the the press and how yeah. they criticized her um saying that she was inauthentic and all this and whatever and we just had that discussion about whether she is or not oh, either way i'm sick and tired of this throw out the pram <laughs> response that uh, comes because it just oh, okay it, it, it falls flat i i feel like sounds like you're projecting your take, own uh... no 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 no, no, <laughs> no, no, okay. no she takes this track out the album she says enough I heard your belly on the mic. <laughs> We're seriously hungry at Bembe yeah, DLF. Yeah, Please sorry, send but... us food. We're locked in here. That is a cry we for help. We missed a podcast last week, and so we're, we've ground out two in the we past couple staying, of days. Yeah. We've stayed up all night editing them. We need food. You can tell. For the um, quality of this one. Go on. Yeah, and we, and Keep uh, going. This is where I lost my nerve when I was listening to this one. You were baited this one, mate. Um, no, I just felt like if, if you are responding to uh, a lot of what the... The, criti- the critics have been saying, then just don't bring it up. Just respond to it by releasing something that's good, okay. that's authentic, that is like actually decent. This track is like a novelty track. Because it's in your face. She's not covering, she's just saying as it is. It's a bit like... Yeah, right, and do I just subtly. felt like all the other tracks were, at least the storytelling's really good. This one is so, like, don't be wrong, it's personal to her, whatever. No one can relate to this. No one listening to this can really relate okay. to... Like this satirical story about how she just wants money, power, and glory. Yeah, I I just think it's a really poor track, personally. So I've yesterday that to get Deleted. rid of it. That is that's a, a powerful use of the yesterday yeah. uh, function. Um, right for me, I was quite relieved to hear some positivity, um, some uh, empowerment. Right, best track on the album. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, for me actually, the song itself, I forgot about it very quickly. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I actually quite. I quite enjoyed listening to it when I was eight tracks deep and all I'd heard was Sad Girl. Um, I was like, oh my God, finally, she's actually going to change it up. Maybe the last three tracks will just be about her like becoming a new woman. Yeah. It wasn't. But um, yeah, at the time listening to it, I was like, thank God. I haven't got too much else to say, to be honest. Got more on the next one. Well, yeah, let's move on. I like that. that, I like that um, process of thought on that though. Yeah. Next one. Sounded so condescending. (laughs) Ah. Cheers, man. Uh, this next one is <laughs> Fucked My Way to the Top.
And uh, Dan is yesterday this one. Why? I'll tell you why. It's because, now, you know we've mentioned before. you want to be relevant and start uh, beef with Lady Gaga. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know before we were talking about that she was going to call out some people. Yeah. Um, and fight with Lord in particular, I think, and Lady Gaga for stealing her lane. Sort of like indie, uh, who yeah. is this person, lane. Lord, I think Lord does do it, in my opinion. With her sort of like drab vocals and like, nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> harsh on Lord there. Um, Dan's best Lord impression. <laughs> I'm Lord, Lordy, Lord, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I am Lord. Um, shout out Randy Marsh. Um, yeah, so in a, in a um, Grazia magazine, she was talking about this song, Lana. Yeah. And she said, I'm <laughs> just a- picturing you reading this in a dentist's waiting room. <laughs> Why? Just like, like you haven't like looked at, you're like, you've just found a oh, magazine. Oh, by the way, there's a magazine this, here, yeah. Read this in your free time in like a waiting room. Yeah, somewhere. I was reading Grazia um, for my mother's <laughs> moved. It's a singer who, it's about a singer who first sneered about my allegedly not authentic style. Uh, but later she stole and copied it. And now she's acting like I'm part, um, like the art project. Um, and she's the tr- true super artist. My God. And people actually believe her. She's successful. I shouldn't continue ranting. Doesn't get anywhere. End quote. So I think that's about Lord or Gaga. Either or, she goes in on them. I think there's quite a saying comment. I'm a dragon, you're a whore. Um, this is lyrics. I'm a dragon, you're a whore. Don't even know what you're good for. Mimicking me is a fucking bore. Mm. Pretty savage, bruh. Uh, <laughs> I do it, it was about Megan the Stallion. Stallion. <laughs> Savage. Yeah, so yesterday in this, this album's never come out. No one said a Dan. No. I come out with this. Straight up in my own lane. Um Lady Gaga wouldn't exist. Maybe. If she did. No, hold on. You've aced this because Yes. Maybe. No, I'm trying to think of the dynamics here. It's like you've you you call out Lady Gaga. No, because Gaga. the out al- the al- so previous her previous out al- are we doing Lana not existing. Oh, getting confused. Oh, so confused the retro by now. our own. Yeah. Uh, no, it'd be Lana Del Rey doesn't exist. Yeah. And this is the one song of hers that you would take. Ooh. And so if she doesn't it's exist, like reverse. then you could be like, then Lady Gaga would never steal your sound. It's a complete. Either way, it's a shout out. Either way, it's a shout out. Um, and I'm getting hits. Uh, 100%. Like, so that's why I'm doing it. And I want money. Get rich quick. Yeah, you started very beef with, uh, with Lady Gaga and it's worked for him. Uh, it couldn't fail. Yeah. Especially not in 2014. You know what I mean? And then Gaga you released an album in 2019 called Robin fucking Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Joe fucking Rogan, more like. Joe fucking Rogan. Um, uh, should we get in the next one? Wait, I just want to, uh, a little oh. bit more. Sorry, it's just this. these two, right? Yeah, sonically. These two are poor. Yeah, poor. I was saying annoyingly. I, I thought they were annoying. Annoyingly poor. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of vengeance in the chorus. That's all I had. All I can remember from it. Yeah, I just felt the storytelling in this, when it's um, detached from her whole, like, uh, aesthetic 1950s uh, drug-induced kind of relationships. It kind of failed. It it fails. Sadly. When she's actually talking about real life, money, power, glory, fuck my way to the top, doesn't really hit. I think, I think they don't belong on this album. No. Really. The beef's interesting, though. The beef yes. is interesting, and I'm stealing it. Yeah. Right, 10. Old Money. Old Money. You used to call the queen of New York City. 
only true really ballad on the album yeah. with no drums or anything no any instrumentation night swimming <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i feel like al bark's jump ship uh by yeah. now you probably went for a kiss she wanted a punch um <laughs> uh, and, and he bailed <laughs> um tells a story or he uses the like um, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack from 1968 film. Did yeah, you, you know? yeah. Uh, not seen it myself. Quite interesting. No, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I've only seen the 90s version. And originally it was called uh, with with uh, DiCap. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, originally it was going to be called, and remember she studied metaphysics. Uh, yeah. Metamphetamines. Imagine how bad that would have been. Because uh, I think that is I think that is a horrific one of the worst name. Names. I'm so glad that didn't get it. Genuinely sounds like a foregone conclusion song <laughs> by <laughs> David Brent. Um, it does. It does. It does. It does. Um, yeah. Yeah. This one. Uh, this one, uh, this uh, is the one. The first tracks. I felt like she wasn't trying to be anything. Okay. Uh, I kind of liked it. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, Joe. <laughs> um, I thought it was like really interesting in the way that it's sort of uh, this one is definitely about her that we can definitely say for sure um talks about her parents in it um, yeah yeah it's it's uh it's very nostalgic and I think um when she's not talking about something that is you know to do with drugs yeah or uh kind of like it's it's messed up yeah which is reflecting on something from the past or these old memories it really does suit the aesthetic of the music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's when like she's, she's not driving up to a 60s driving theatre with a druggy boyfriend, it's kind yeah, of a relief. Yeah, yeah it, does, like, it does work. Yeah. Um, so I, I did really enjoy this one, to be honest. Oh uh, Yeah, I had like, there was also a brief bit of She's Broken Free again, which we'd already had on Money, Power, Glory. Yeah. When the lyrics she says, but if you send for me, you know I'll come. Sad. Uh, and you call for me, you know I'll run. I'll run to you, I'll run to you, run, 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 I'll come to you. More of the same. Yeah. It's getting boring now, Lana. It was boring about three tracks ago I for know. me, this album. I, 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 I held it's, on. I had like, a break in between, yeah. about 15 minutes. Yeah. And I came back to it, hoping to be reinvigorated, and I definitely wasn't. But this one was a small highlight. Okay, for me, I didn't really care for it. Be okay. I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Track 11, final track, Other Yellow Woman. Woman. The other woman will always cry herself to sleep. The other woman will never have his love to keep. And as the years go by,
it sounds like it was recorded on a gramophone in the 50s. Yeah, I think they went for that because it's a cover of Nina Simone. Yeah. Yeah. I can uh, see this being played out a shitty Urban Outfitters vinyl speaker. Back, oh, yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a tinny one made of plastic. Yeah. And, and it, 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 there's no bass. The Brooklyn Baby's got one. It doesn't need bass. No, yeah. Because it's yeah. recorded through a fucking gramophone. <laughs> um, what do you think of the lyrics in this one and the, and the story? It's more of the same of, uh, in my opinion, I thought it was more of the same of um, Sad Girl. Yeah, I, I felt like this one was a bit more fleshed bit, out. A bit sadder that. though, I'd say. Even yeah. more tragic. Uh, yeah, it's just she just copied Nina Simone, uh, Simone's song though. So Simone. Simone. <laughs> um, Simone maybe that's a shout out to her sort of like hip-hop influences. She, she's obsessed with hip-hop. Um, yeah. I could hear that. Oh, I didn't mention on um, West Coast Baby. Is it West Coast? No, West, I think it's just West Coast yeah, West or Coast. Brooklyn Baby. No, West, West Coast is the one. Uh, there's a part of it on the pre-chorus when she like really she's she do be floating though <laughs> <laughs> on the beat. Um, also, yeah. she's been known to say that "Culture" by Migos, one of my favorite albums. Really? Yeah. Um, and you can see her, she got like Playboy and ASAP on later on. Um, yeah. And Nina Simone's referenced a lot in hip hop. She's got a tattooed on her. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Nina no. Simone tattooed on her. I've not been looking at pictures of her. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> Of her Busted. in low cut tops, where I can see her tattoos. I, I noticed it years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, more of the same tragedy uh, about a sad girl who can't escape this this muse, this horrid muse. Let's get her a friend. What yeah, do you think? Though, well, mate? I think um, this one again. It reminds me of uh, Death of a Salesman. Yeah. Okay. It's very. Uh, it's just so fifties picket fence. Yes. At the American Dream, this wife who stays at home and she doesn't have time to look after herself because she's cleaning so much. And then you have this other woman, this mysterious woman who doesn't have a man to look after. She doesn't have a home to clean. Well, she has a home to clean, but she's not trying to impress anyone. And it allows, it gives her time to be able to do her hair and look pretty and how jealous that this woman is. It is ultimately tragic. But it, it reverses. And it turns out that the tragic message is actually for the other woman who will never be able to drag the man away from the stability of I did uh, not notice that marriage. And although the man That's desires sick. her more, he'll never he'll never turn to her because he doesn't want to upset his own stability. That's mad. That's it is so um, sad. Great song by Nina Simone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think um, the cover is really good though. I did I'd listen to the original on this, and I think this is slightly better. Yeah, yeah, nice. I, I, could be I, slander. I thought this was all right. I thought it was a decent. I track. enjoyed it. Um, uh, what about this friend then? Because have we settled on Rogan him. Williams? <laughs> I, I think it's a toss-up between the two. Let's compare the two. Okay, right, Joe. I think she might become maybe too attractive to both of them. That's. That, I mean, we don't know which Robin uh, Williams her got sexual orientation, but like, I'd be attracted to them. You know, Robin. Oh. He's he's so funny. He Joe, is funny. he's so big. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. He introduced her maybe to too much drugs, though. I think Joe Rogan is sort of detached from any sort of sexual attraction in the way that... He looks like he's... a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> he's a shaved day. I was day. trying to work out a way to <laughs> phrase it. Joe Rogan is like an NPC in, uh, in a game. Okay. And, and you go to him and you're like, I like that NPC. Yeah, yeah. But I'm never going to pursue anything with him. Do you know what I mean? That is deeper than I... I'm trying to unpack that right now. It's, it's uh, like Joe Rogan is like, profound like as the hell. friendliest bloke. Like, really helpful. You're sad if he, he dies, but you're not running back to him. No, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll kill him off funeral. and I'll be like, shit. But you, you, you weren't hanging out with him the whole time. 
No, no, but you're like you've got oh, a better one, really. Oh, thank and that's God, Robin. Joe Rogan's here, and that's Robin. Well, Robin's the he's the protagonist okay, of whatever okay, story. Okay, but okay. I think we go with Joe Rogan. on Either this way, one. Lana, find a friend. Uh, bless you. Let's sum up this one, uh, and I'll sum it up with two words: bang average. And to discuss what I said <laughs> at the beginning about it being uh, bu- like a bus lane, is that it never yes, goes finally. above thirty. You know what? I think hour. it has moments above thirty. In my defense, I think he has moments about twenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in defense, uh, yeah, you got anything more to say on that? I don't want to cut you off yet. Yeah, the, there's one track that goes about twenty-eight, and it's uh, it's the one that West Coast. Um, yeah, yeah. Or uh, the ballad one? Do you like the ballad? No, uh, that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Um, it's the none of the tracks on this are me- really memorable. Um, Context-wise, the content-wise, even yeah, like I am really like at first I felt for this girl, you yeah. know, this tragic woman. The other woman, you could say. But by the end of it, I'm just numb of any empathy towards her because it's more of the same and she's she keeps on failing. Like, I'm not giving up on her. No. But at the end of the day, it's an album. Uh, you can choose whether or not to break free. And I think personally, look, she decided to do what she wanted to do. I just think personally, I would have enjoyed it more if perhaps she had broken free. There's some reconciliation. Yeah, a little bit of release. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's kind of kind of broke me down. I was drained. That's why I said at the beginning. I think also as we've gone through this, we've you know we said at the beginning we stay in the world that she wanted us to stay in yeah. when we're listening to this album. I think we've slowly, slowly been pulled out of it because I think that's when good, you, that's good. When you like, ask yeah. someone to stay in the world, then the world has to be good enough to be to live in. You know what I mean? I, like that. I think at times it is like the lyrics. Yeah, some of the lyrics are really interesting, and you could really dive deep into all the different interpretations of them. But then you've got other tracks in which the lyrics are boring, they're basic, and they're yeah. about stuff that doesn't really matter or that no one can really relate to. It's not a mess of an album. I just think it it just drags a bit. Like she's got an idea, she goes with it. I think she she the fact that she doesn't steer off the path too much, apart from those two odd ones in the middle. Uh, yeah, a lot of respect for her. Really, I I don't think it's a bad album. No, I just think it's average. I, I agree with you. It's yeah, bang it's average. Just bang average. I can't think of. Can't, it. I, I wouldn't recommend bad. it. I wouldn't really recommend it. You know. No, but I rec. No, I wouldn't. Anyway, top one hundred of the decade. It's going to struggle. It is going to struggle because it's going one hundred for me. Yeah, it's going one hundred for me. Means it's, it's the go- first to get kicked out on a wild card. So you mean it's going second? No. Oh no, no. But so f- yeah, it's going one hundred and. So, oh, sorry. No, I get no, what you're so, saying. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it that way. Yeah. So ninety nine is the war on drugs. Yeah, Shambles. Hundred, yeah. yeah, I totally War agree with you on that. One. Favorite track, favorite second. track before we finish? Uh, probably West Coast. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Worst track? Uh, you know what the worst track is? Well, you don't because I've deleted <laughs> it existence. Uh, Money, power, glory. Yeah, for you and you? for me, I'm gonna go with Sad Girl. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, join us next week. We don't know what the album is, but it looks scary <laughs> from the cover. <laughs> so uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Bid you adieu.